1: Here they come to the stripe. Richard Petty's STP Oldsmobile. Waltrip dives to the inside. Petty almost put him off in the grass, and Richard Petty will win.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's the best racer ever was. Most wins. It's Richard Petty by a foot. Petty wins his 200th career NASCAR victory. Well, without Richard Petty, where would the sport be? He's a king.
2: Petty is sliding, slamming into the wall. He's coming down toward the finish line. Will he make it?
1: Motor Racing Network presents Richard Petty, Road to Royalty.
2: The winner of the World. 600 Richard Petty he's always got something funny to say always got a story ladies and gentlemen this crowd is going wild at Daytona as Petty takes the
0: checkered flag and wins
1: from the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord North Carolina here is your host Mike Bagley
0: welcome back to Motor Racing Network's 10-part series called Richard Petty Road to Royalty this week we go beyond the track with the king of stock car racing so far in this series We've learned about why Richard Petty is the king from his humble beginnings to his unique relationship with millions of race fans. But what about the business side of Petty Enterprises? The interests that exist away from the track and those stories along the way that make up the Petty legacy. When it comes to Richard Petty, there are several things that are synonymous with the king. The sunglasses, the cowboy hat, the petty blue race cars he drove throughout his career, the petty blue color... Came about in the late 50s by accident.
3: Well, the Pity Blue come about in, I guess the late 50s somewhere. Um, we'd worked on the car, and about halfway through the night, I was getting ready to go to a race, and the thing wasn't painted. So I go in, check our paint. We got a, a quart of blue paint and a quart of white paint, and that ain't gonna be enough to paint the whole car. So we just mixed it all together, and we, I mean, it could come out green. We wouldn't. We just needed to paint the car. And once we got it painted and took it and looked at it and said, man, that's, that's nice. We like that color. And I remembered how much, uh, how much paint we had when we mixed it up. And, uh, so, uh, we took it to Greensboro and told the guy how much we had. And so he started mixing it and they, they got a, a part number. It's, it's a registered number and the whole deal and it. It's not that much different than anybody else's, but it's ours, you know what I mean?
0: Petty blue was the dominant color of Richard Petty's race cars throughout the 60s, but that changed in 1972 when STP became the primary sponsor of the number 43 car. Richard Petty's crew chief and cousin Dale Inman recalls the first meeting with STP CEO Andy Granatelli.
2: The car was already on its way to California, painted Petty blue. Pretty low time and everything because the factory was getting out of it and... But, uh, Richard and me and Richard Maurice went by Chicago and met with Andy. And, and one of the big things was that one of the big holdups in the contract was the color of the car. And Andy wanted it a solid day glow. And Richard said, no, we're going to have some blue on it. So we went on to Riverside. We done the deal. Me and Maurice left that night in a snowstorm. Richard, Richard and Andy came the next day, and we just put the big SDP decal on the quarter panel. And, uh, Wound up winning that race because it was fog-shortened, and uh, from then on, like you said, we uh, we painted it uh, blue and day-glow, and, and, and the day, day-glow was beautiful, too. And I tell the story, uh, you know, when we walked out of the room, me and Maurice, and I heard Andy say, tell Richard, said, if you stick with me, you'll be as popular as I am.
0: Richard Petty said the color was a real issue that day with Andy Granatelli.
3: We got up to leave, and just as I got ready to get to the door, he said, uh, the car will be painted they go bread. And I turned around and said, no way. I said, our car has always been blue and it's going to be blue from now on. I mean, I'm sitting there with no money. And I'm, <laughs> you know, But anyhow. And I, I I really, I got up and I opened the door to walk out. I mean, that's how hard-headed I was. And he said, no way, man. Come on back in here. Let's see if we can work this out. So Dale and, and uh, Maurice, my brother, was with me and we were able. We had a flight out that night, and the time kept getting closer and closer. So I finally sent them on to uh, the airport, and they they went on out to get the car ready um, the next morning. And so I stayed overnight. And me and Bill Dredge, who was their PR man, we got together and we sit down and talked to Andy and said, "And you know, red's always been your color. Blue's been us. Let's just marriage them together." So he said, "Okay, from now on, the cars will be." no matter how they paint it, they're going to be half blue and half red. So, if you'll notice, maybe a little bit bluer one year, a little bit redder the next year, but every paint job was different from year to year, so just to keep it a fresh deal, even though it's the same car. So, uh, it, it worked out good for what, 30-some, 40 years, or how long it's been. we still with SDP. They still sponsor a couple of races, and uh, it's just been unreal that anything has lasted that long
0: in today's nascar sponsors are an important part of the industry and it all started with richard petty and stp back in 1972
3: that changed things for a lot of people uh, up until uh 1971 72 uh, 72 was when we went with stp nobody had a nationwide sponsor we were the southern sport everybody looked at it as a southern sport and uh, we just operated in the South. Uh, you know, football, baseball, basketball became uh, professional, came to Washington, D.C., and there was nothing. Atlanta didn't have anything, Charlotte. And uh, so we were the Southern sport. And uh, then uh, RJR uh, Tobacco Company got involved in 71. Well, that, that kind of started breaking things up. Then in 72, we signed with STP, and then all of a sudden people said, you know, we're going to be on TV a little bit more, not that much at that time, but we're going to be advertised all over the United States. And then, like I say, STP got involved. I think maybe Purolator or something like that was the next deal with uh, 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 Pearson and them and the Woods Boys. You know, and then everybody said, well, you know, the first thing you know, there's beer companies, banks, you know, loan companies, all kinds of other people said." You know this might work so uh, that's where we're at today.
0: Richard Petty has dabbled in other forms of motorsports like drag racing.
3: You know we had done a little bit of drag racing in the early 60s What happened? we'd go buy a car and uh, this was the car we was going to fix to run the race season next year so in November and December we'd piddle around and, and uh, drag race with the thing and then you know after Christmas we'd bring it in there and make a race car out of it so we played around with that a little bit, but you know, drag racing was—it was—it was pretty interesting to to begin with, and then it it got to be kind of a dull deal because you know I'd been so used to just running and running. I mean, you know, seven, eight seconds down the uh, straightaway, and then you stopped. <laughs> you know, I I kept wanting to ride back up, you know, go both ways, and uh, but it but it was a lot of fun. It was. Uh, we really enjoyed that part.
0: Richard Petty's career in drag racing started in 1965 when NASCAR and the Chrysler Corporation split up.
3: Yeah, we went drag racing in 65 uh, because NASCAR and uh, Chrysler Corporation had a little falling out because uh, the Hemi had done so good in 64. Then, uh, you know, Ford and NASCAR sort of, you know, we got to put a stop to this deal. And uh, so uh, we was at that time working with Plymouth, with, uh, and they said, okay, we'll just put you drag racing. I said, okay. So we went drag racing for about six months, and in the middle of the year, uh, Ford had won everything, and uh, the, uh, the deal was that the fans were starting to really complain that there was no competition. And so by doing that, they said, okay, Chrysler, uh, Plymouth, you can come back and run, uh, but you can't run on anything bigger than a mile. And uh, so I think we ran 14 races that year, and we won four of them. But uh, it was just just run a half a year and didn't get to run the Darlingtons or the Charlottes and stuff like that. This is
1: it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
0: <sighs>
1: is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next the Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
0: Richard Petty has been very instrumental in many charitable organizations, but none more than the Victory Junction Gang Camp. That's a place where children with limitations and boundaries due to illness can enjoy activities in a safe environment. Dale Lindman said, the king donated the land back in 2003.
2: You know, it's on the back side of Richard's property. He gave him 89. I think he gave him 85 acres, then four more, and that's quite a bit of land to donate. You know, and of course, uh, I was retired a little bit for a while, and I went over there going to volunteer for a couple of weeks, and wound up two and a half years on the dozer, and never been on a bulldozer in my life, and. When they got some buildings up, they had to take the bulldozer away from me. Uh, that was a great experience, too, and it, it just makes you makes you feel good to see those kids there having a good time.
0: The Victory Junction gang camp opened its doors in
3: 2004
0: in memory of Richard's grandson, Adam.
3: You can't believe how, how important that is to our family and how important it is that the kids that get to come there. You know, we've been doing it like 11, 12 years, seen over 25,000 kids. That wouldn't normally get to go to any camp because of their afflictions and uh, so you know it's Kyle Kyle makes a good statement that you know if you ever seen Adam Petty he was always smiling doing all that stuff and Kyle says now every time he goes over there he sees 125 kids smiling so he sees Adam in all of them and that that's a that's a healing deal
0: at 80 years old richard petty has a lot of irons in the fire his latest business venture is called petty's garage
3: when i moved all the cars from uh, level cross over to mooresville uh, probably eight to ten years ago another year pretty good while ago uh, we started a little place and we had all the equipment and all the deal there and we had four or five guys that didn't want to drive all the way to mooresville to good to work so I had triple race cars or a bunch of race cars to try to fix up for the museum. When we started, got the guys in there and they started piddling on them and somebody come in want a paint job, somebody come in want a bigger engine, somebody want come in want different wheels on the car, whatever. Well, first thing you know, we got Pete's Garage. So uh, that's, that's been going really, really good. And uh, we've been building a bunch of Mustangs uh, and, uh, you know, pepping up horsepower and doing all the trick stuff on them, their numbered cars. Uh, we, uh, we've we got a couple of Dodges and uh, I think one or two Mustangs also. It's got over 1,000 horsepower. And so, you know, we're doing our own stuff on that kind of stuff. So we've got a real big hot rod shop, and that's the biggest thing we've got going right now.
0: To the average fan, Richard Petty is a race car driver with 200 wins. But there is so much more to the man we call the king. He's a hands on businessman that's not afraid to roll up his sleeves and get the job done. Motor Racing Network's lead anchor, Joe Moore, remembers watching Petty in action one weekend.
1: There's another time we're at Talladega, and uh, Motor Racing Network had a show we had to do in the middle of the broadcast uh, called Pit Road Preview or something like that. And this particular week, I was assigned to do the piece, and it was supposed to be with Richard Petty. And so uh, first thing on Saturday morning, I go down to the garage, and he's busy, and he's talking to his crew chief, and they're looking at the car. They're getting ready for practice, and so uh, I asked the PR guy, and he said, uh, yeah, this is probably not a good time. They're getting ready to practice. Come back afterwards. So I came back after the practice session. There wasn't a secondary race back in those days on Saturday, so we had plenty of time, and I stood there for at least three hours watching him walk around the car, talking to different people, and I'm just sort of hanging there. And I asked the PR guy, I said, when can I talk to him? He said, "Anytime. just walk up to him and and ask him. Well, I did not want to interrupt. He's doing business, you know. And uh, so I waited and waited. And finally, they all started walking back over to the hauler. And so they got in the hauler, and everybody's sitting around. And Richard's standing up in the middle of the floor, and he's telling everybody what to do. Now, you get that uh, trailer and take that back to Level Cross. And now you be sure to pick up that car and bring it back over here. And he's, like, just going around, talking to each one finally he got to a break and he said okay what now and I'm sitting over there and I said you could talk to me and he said you just lost your turn (laughs) and I thought oh my goodness I've been waiting all day to get this interview and the king has shot me down he finished what he had to do and then he walked over and put his arm around me. he says come on boy what you need and so we did the interview and it was a great interview but uh, there were moments there that I thought this is just not going to work out you're listening to Richard Petty, Road to Royalty, presented by
0: STP. I'm Steve Latart, STP auto expert and former crew chief. I know what it takes to keep engines performing at their best. STP's latest breakthrough additive, STP Ultra 5-in-1 plus fuel system cleaner plus fuel stabilizer delivers three times the amount of cleaning agents versus premium gasoline and helps keep fuel fresh during storage. For over 60 years, STP has been on the cutting edge developing products to help engines run better longer. One bottle contains three times by weight the amount of pleading agents, compared to 20 gallons of the leading premium gasoline.
1: Welcome back to Richard Petty, Road to Royalty, presented
0: by STP. Be sure to join us next Tuesday for Part 7 in our 10-part series called Richard Petty, Road to Royalty, presented by STP. We'll look back on some of the trials and tribulations of the king of stock car racing.
3: That's 1970, that's before they had to win the and nets and all that stuff, and The car turned over, and the way it turned over kind of slung me out of the car. You know, you got to figure back then we just had a bucket seat, and that was all. (laughs) They didn't have all the resistance deals that they got in. I mean, the guys now are sitting in a a tub more or less, and uh, which is great. I mean, it's from safety deal. But uh, you know, every time the car turned over, my arm would come out the window, and then it turned back over, and I'd go in, and then it turned back over, and it would come out five or six times. And uh, so uh, I think up to that time, I think we'd, they'd made us run the the wind and net at Riverside because we would go around to the right instead of the left. And I think they'd made us do that once or twice out there. And then NASCAR said, you know, this, this would, we having these problems everywhere. So uh, they'd started mandating the, the wind and net. And uh, that, that's, Then everybody, in all kinds of racing, no matter where you go, they all got winning this now.
0: Hear more on the Trials and Tribulations next Tuesday. Until then, I'm Mike Bagley. Have a great week.
1: Richard Petty, Road to Royalty, is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the description and accounts contained in this broadcast must be with the express written consent of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.